0: Welcome back to the Kick and Post podcast for episode 22 with your host, Otto Reason and Amal Thompson. Got tons of stuff to talk about, a lot of news dropping every single day. It's the off-season. It's time.
1: It's the off-season, but it's not the off-season.
0: It is the off-season. Yeah, but not for us. There's a ton of news. Oh, it's still the off-season. And that was it for this episode, y'all boys. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think we should kick it off with the NBA. Yeah. Uh, I mean, start with Damian Lillard. Apparently super unhappy. I mean, we already knew this uh, from the playoffs, but very unhappy with Portland. Um, Although, those are just talks at the moment. Hasn't confirmed. Potential trade either with him or... Trades that shake up their team in general.
1: Hasn't said it with his chest. All he said is he doesn't think they have a championship roster in place, which, surprise, surprise, we knew this for at least three years now.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know if, uh, like, trading CJ is the answer. I think the best look for their team would be to trade him. Do You think so? Um, and that's probably... The worst take of all time for, for the Portland team Or like for him Cause like I For for, hi- for him For the Portland team Okay For If they're not gonna compete For an immediate championship Dame is in his prime You're gonna get Massive value for him Regardless of how much He wants to leave Cause he can't just leave Because he wants to mm-hmm. You know You're gonna get massive value Massive picks I mean look how many picks Paul George got mm-hmm. The Thunder excuse me While George D got new picks yeah but so i think as as a team they should trade him if he's unhappy i mean it wouldn't be on like negative terms per se but just give give the man what he wants if you can't give him a championship so
1: um so my take is for the team it depends what you're trying to build in portland i feel If you really want to go for it you go for it and you move assets and picks to bring in somebody that complements your star well enough to push you over the top um you saw what milwaukee did yes things broke right for them for them to win it but if they were to do what would be considered best for the team long term they could have moved Giannis ages ago for crazy picks and shooting and still compete in the east, but probably not win a championship. Instead, they moved quite a bit of talent and picks to upgrade from Bledsoe to Drew, and that ended up being the deciding factor for them in the playoffs. Um, is there a player out there like that that could push the needle for Portland? Um, shoot, a Bradley Beal, which we'll get into later, if they were able to move um, Anthony Simmons and picks, maybe a a big man as well. They could throw in um the dude who just injured his arm and is coming back. Zach Collins. Yeah, they could throw in like a Zach Collins, Anthony Simmons and Pigs, and acquire Bradley Beal. I think that would be an elite trio. Um or find somebody on the defensive end, like a Ben Simmons, or um shoot, it's really it's really hard to, to see anybody else fit that roster. They could get a new big, they could try to upgrade Nurkic. Possibly, but I feel like if you're going for a championship, you kind of do like what the Clippers did, or do like what the Lakers have done when they got LeBron and try to, even trade if it means lobbying. What's up? Trade five picks away. That's yeah. The Clippers did. Yeah, even if it means lobbying your future for an opportunity at the now, you kind of have to do it. Uh, because a guy like Dame, no matter what you trade, And acquire him for it's it's rare you're gonna get that value back that you traded for him right so like would you say new Orleans got good return for Anthony Davis I'd say they did they got great return because they were able to get a Brandon Ingram and picks um and Brandon Ingram's kind of like flourished and Josh Hart exactly Lonzo's good too and they're not they're gonna lose him for nothing I think now but if they really wanted to they could have tried to move him for some great value mid-season Um, I think that's one of the trades where the value was equivalent. Um, The Thunder and the PG trade, they've just created a treasure chest of firsts. But outside of um, Shia Gillis Alexander, would you say that that trade was even? I'm not not Um, too sure. Yes. I'm not too sure. Yes,
0: because they acquired Chris Paul that same offseason. And along with a pick. Did they um, acquire him in the trade, though? Or was, did it I mean, just open up the space, you think? What do you mean? Because you what said are, they acquired I mean, Chris
1: mean? Paul, but would you consider like the trade is the reason they acquired Chris Paul? Or is it less, like because it opened up space, I mean, they were able to get him at, I, I a, mean, at an affordable price because they got rid of Russell Westbrook for him?
0: Well, when they decided to trade Paul George at 3, 3 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, the Chris Paul news followed shortly after um, just because at that point you, you sell your star A or B player. And then, I mean, you're already not competing. Yeah. Like at that level anyway. Mm-hmm. So you get assets back then you dump a bigger contract for a shorter term deal. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Paul had what? Two years left. Something like that. Three years, three years left there. Russell Westbrook just signed an extension. He has three years left on his contract now, while Chris Paul is a free agent uh, this season, right? Yeah, he is a free agent this season. This season, yeah. So you're creating less future cap space, dead money. Also, that year they competed with Shea, with Gallinari, with the young players they had, Baisley, uh, Dort. How does one Diallo?
1: Yeah, I think I think the straight up, vil- <laughs> I think the straight up value though, like PG for what they got. Would you say it was even? Like just straight up. Yeah, because it's it's five or four first picks or pick swaps. Yeah, and, but yeah, we're I projecting we're projecting the players that they're gonna get right, and with how good the Clippers are, those picks aren't gonna be high. We stink. Well, I mean, this upcoming year we have to see what happens because. On the unfortunate ACL tier for Kawhi, and if he even stays, but uh, with without that being in the cards, would you call it an even trade?
0: Yeah, I would. Okay, I deem I deem it to be even enough.
1: Enough, but how many teams are gonna have the assets to to create an even trade where you look back and you're like, okay, Dame was acquired for the right value, like the Portland Trailblazers, and just give him away.
0: Do you think Dame is worth Shea Giggler's Alexander plus five picks?
1: Um You'd have to give me a little bit more if if I'm Portland.
0: I mean, that didn't even count a twenty point per game scorer in Golinari. Yeah. So I mean how much more can you you ask for? I think
1: what it comes down to for me two
0: starters and five picks.
1: What it comes down to for me is um I don't see a CJ as a team leader, like able to, t- to move the needle to acquire wins. Um, I feel like if I was comparing Paul George to somebody in the Portland situation, it would be CJ. Um, they both are very good at getting their stats and stuff, but I don't think they're guys that really put your team over the top if they're the main guy. Uh, I don't know if that's much of a hot take, but that's that's just my opinion on on the matter. I feel like Dame is one of those guys. He does have the little extra it factor, and and that's yeah, something you that pay the, for.
0: Tell that to the USA men's team. Huh? Oh gosh, everybody on that team is yeah. playing like boo boo right now. But especially Zach Levine. Kids up.
1: <laughs> ah man, MVP. At Kevin. MVP. Um, but. In my opinion i don't think there's anything that portland will be be able to do to to acquire the value um i think they should push all their chips in the middle and and try to get a second star or upgrade their second star I, i think the cj and dame project it's run its course they've seen the the height that it could get to unless we have another run of bad luck in the west where literally every team they face gets injuries, but they always seem to be one of those teams that falls into the bad luck. So I feel like you kind of blow it up and try to try to give like CJ and something for somebody more elite um, on both ends of the floor because CJ is a great offensive player, but he can be had on defense. Um, I don't know who's who that guy is off the top of my head. Again, I would really prefer if they could move youth and get like a Bradley Beal in there I keep seeing that I like that a lot in my head
0: you don't think that's a little too small
1: no not at all um I feel like what they would create offensively would be enough to counteract their size deficiency on the defensive end I feel like they'd be able to run a lot of courts I run run a lot of teams off the court offensively with that lineup so I wouldn't really be too worried about the height on that one those are also more ball dominant players like Beal takes a lot of shots I know but Beal can play off the ball way better than like say a CJ and a dame you know like yeah he he demands shots but he could he fits into a role better than than like a CJ playing off the ball that's another reason like if you just do a straight up swap like a CJ for Beal, but I don't know if that, like, do you consider those guys pretty even in talent? Because I do. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I would say they're, they're both around that, that same quality. Yeah, so if you do an even swap there, I feel like Bradley Beal even fits the situation for Dame better than, than a CJ. I think he's big enough and plays a little bit better on defense as well. So, and Beal isn't happy with his situation. He's came out and, and made it a little bit more clear. Like, he hasn't denied the rumors. Um, there's even a list of yeah. t- teams that he'd prefer to land on,
0: one being the, I, <laughs> the Warriors, which, oh my gosh. I, I would say actually Beal, Beal's probably a little bit better in terms of just straight consistency. Correct. Um, one disappears, one can't disappear or, or else. Yeah. You know. And health-wise, he's,
1: he's had a little bit better run of luck in the last few years. Um, CJ's had a fractured back um, Injured foot Yeah You know uh,
0: Bill missed some time this year though Yeah he I mean, missed a little can't bit can that He missed a little bit You're right um, I mean he played in the the playoffs Hurt as well This is true he, But He played through like What a hamstring I mean, injury
1: I'm pretty sure it was
0: Yeah Yeah And it, it was like clear, Clearly bothering him For sure He still dropped 25 though <laughs> We'll forgive him Ka- Let him live Kinda insane that on practically one he's leg. Kinda, he's kind of he's kind of nasty. Yeah, I hold you.
1: yeah, yeah. But um, I do believe that him wanting to get off the Wizards. I, do you fault him for it? I don't really fault him for it. I think the franchise where it is right now. If he stays, it's a waste of his prime. I don't think they've done um a very good job scouting help in the draft for him currently Rui isn't bad um what is his name Denny Avija is it's yet to be seen what he turns into but
0: yeah injury yeah
1: I feel like that roster isn't a competing roster in the east and he he does have the right to try to compete somewhere else
0: um I keep I mean figuring if you, out that if you grab a good if you grab a small forward like a, like a like a Paul George, like a, say, Jimmy Butler. You're okay. easily top three in the East, in my opinion. Really? I mean, yeah, look at the construction of their team. Like, if they don't lose any pieces, like, they have they have team players. They have, I mean, they have Russ, mm-hmm. who's probably elsewhere anyway. Yeah. Beal, Hachimura, uh, Bertans. Like, they, they, they got a good, like, I, I'd say they have a good young core um but they're missing they're missing something else like a th- a third star per se so you're saying top and, three like, it's the same if they add Jimmy Butler hell yeah
1: okay so who are you taking out of this top three to replace Washington um the sixers oh sixers sheesh, you're taking the sixers out if they add Jimmy Butler to Washington oh yeah okay oh yeah so what would it be Brooklyn Milwaukee and Them, nah, Milwaukee sucks. Oh, is that right? All day. Oh, interesting. Yeah, let me stop with the hot takes. (laughs) Like, let me dial it back, let me reel it in a bit. Getting a little bit ahead of myself. Um, I do like them adding like a Jimmy Butler or somebody like that, but I think it's very unlikely that anybody comes to Washington outside of a trade because they just haven't been able to attract talent outside of trades. It's one of those small market teams unfortunately that unless you draft and build through the draft, you're not really gonna acquire free agents like that. The last big free agent I think Facts. they brought in is what? Didn't Dwight play there for a little bit? <laughs> like yeah. Dwight's been like everywhere, but
0: yeah. Um And he when he played there he wasn't quite the big free agent. Nah. He
1: he kinda revived his career a little bit there, if I'm not mistaken though. Had a couple Big games. That boy is nasty in two K though. I bet. I bet. Um, that boy still dropped the hammer. Where Where do you think Bradley Beal fits best? Personally, with the, with I the Clippers. Of course, I take him on the Bucks too. But let's be realistic. Where do you think? Which team do you think has the assets to make the right move for him? Because Golden State's looking scary again. If they could get Clay back healthy, they have two top 15 picks in this draft which they look pretty comfortable moving for a player and they're already kind of giving up on the wiseman project because he's been involved in a lot of their trade talks as well they have the pieces to go out there and like make some noise and then you you have steph clay dre and a fourth piece they're right back in the mix I think that's a great fit Should for him. Throw Looney back in the lineup, the starting lineup. <laughs> throw Kevon Looney right really back in confident. the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, Looney's nice. He's a good. He's a good starting center. I feel like it's a scary team again. I think they're right back in the mix. I think that that would be a great move yeah. for Bradley. But have
0: Clay, Clay six seven. He's a big shooting guard. Yeah. I mean, you can drop him down and play the three. He can lock up one through one, almost one through four. I mean, we still have to see what he looks As like well. coming off the injury because nice. Clay going, back to back years. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm all. Mama I'm call him Clay. I'ma call him Clay. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's how you yeah. feel? I think I was like, uh, I was like, I think it was Mark Jackson. Girl, I, I want Mark Jackson to
1: get a coaching job again too. By the way, just not to get yeah, too far off topic. Warriors, yeah. I think he should. I think he should get a coaching job again. By the way, because he saw, he saw what was coming for that team,
0: and then he just wasn't able to to get the chance to see it through but he was too busy taking him to church man <laughs> he was too busy instead of preparing for the game he said we all went and prayed <laughs> we prayed for the game." oh
1: yeah instead of going to practice i said boy if you don't nah. yeah if you don't get your ass to shoot around nah man we're gonna we're gonna go know. to the cathedral
0: we gotta get these hours in in the in the church um but speaking of two players damien lillard and bradley beal sadly bradley beal is not able to travel with mm-hmm. the u.s team because of covid protocols but that usa team looks bad it's getting
1: scary oh, because like we've made the thing like i don't care about the exhibition. yeah those didn't matter right like okay you lost nigeria this is the group still stage. scary y'all better show up still scary that they lost to nigeria still scary that they lost to australia but we're like it's an exhibition who really cares the fact that they lost to France in the way that they did. They gave up a, what, 12-point lead in the last three minutes of the game. They went on like a 16-2 to two run to close the game out, France did. Um, yeah,
0: 14-2. Yeah,
1: that's, that's what's concerning. That they couldn't hold on to a lead with the talent that they have. Um, don't get it twisted. France does have a starting five that are... Reputable NBA players. They have Rudy Gobert. Nah.
0: They have. They got a.
1: <laughs> what they got? We, Nick Batum.
0: Like two weeks trashing Rudy Gobert. That guy is a bum.
1: I mean, I still think he's a bum, but he's like in terms of like on the international level, he's he's uh, he's, he's no on square. the scale of
0: bum. He's a t- he's a high level bum. He's
1: a high level bum. I say, yeah. I say that France as a team. Yes, it's concerning that we lost as a, to, to France, but, but do not completely write the team off yet. I think they'll I'm write not. the ship, but it is getting concerning that they cannot figure out how to play as a unit, but not only play as a unit, like play within the FIBA rules. Cause I feel like that's really hurting them a lot. They're not used to the physicality. They're still trying to draw fouls that those fouls don't get called during the FIBA rules. Um, the shooting was atrocious that game too. Like even though they had that lead, Kevin Durant and
0: Damian Lillard had an awful shooting day. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Durant could not find a rhythm. He got in foul trouble mad early. Yeah. Um, yeah, that just kind of ruined his whole night. You could tell it like in his body language. He's like, damn.
1: Like he can't. Yeah. Like he this, just can't but, get it going.
0: Yeah. I mean, I also heard read not heard ain't nobody talking to me i also uh read that they don't like how uh, popovich is coaching the team that uh he's implementing too much spurs basketball when when you have so much individual talent it's hard to run that system sort of offense
1: yeah. i mean we could also pull back to like who he brought as replacements for the guys that were out right you have, like yeah. ja Morant, um, <laughs> you have guys like
0: John ja Morant. Kentucky bum. You
1: have guys like John Morant. You have guys like Trey who wanted to go. Um, and you pull for a Keldon Johnson, which, solid young player, but the fact that you overlook like a Zion or, or somebody like that to bring.
0: Like Trey Young. You bring JaVale McGee instead yeah. of Zion Williamson. Yeah. What are we talking about? It's
1: kind of confusing what? the decision there. And um, the the losses that we've suffered as a team, as a USA team, has been under Popovich. Like, in the Mike Krzyzewski era, era the, the, oh, it's not the USA team crazy dominant, right? And I don't know if the players also kind of get lulled into the idea that USA basketball kind of just trounces the entire world and they've kind of gotten comfortable. But the gap is getting a little bit less wide between world talent and what what is grown in the usa you know i mean to be honest with you the best player in the world plays for what slovenia (laughs) that boy luca that boy dropped 48 that boy dropped 31 in the first half 48 overall so the the gap is the gap is closing right
0: listen man mama call him luca i'ma call him (laughs) that's the
1: that's the go-to that boy nasty. luca is crazy Giannis is crazy he plays for greece like, a lot of the guys who are starting to become more faces of the league, it's not just, oh, American players are, are the most dominant anymore. There's guys who are coming out of different areas who are showing, like, the talent is is kind of getting spread across the world now. So you kind of have to take that into account as Team USA and, and approach it like you'd approach playing in an NBA game. But, again, they have time to write the ship. It's just the group stages. They're not the only ones who have really been struggling um, Olympics-wise that... This Olympics has started off something crazy. The U.S. women's national team for the soccer, they started the, the, the Olympics out with a blowout. They got blown out 3-0 by the Swiss, the Switzerland team, I think.
0: Yeah, but they they bounced back nice. Oh, yeah, they yeah. did. And then
1: they drew with Australia to make it through. It's not like they're dominating as as was expected because everything running up to the exhibition games, they were demolishing teams. And then they kind of hit yeah. the Olympics, and it's, it's been a little bit of a wall, but they've been able to make it through.
0: Um, Pro, it's because they don't have Hope Solo, man. Oh yeah. It's only been like eight years since she last played, but it's <laughs> could they don't have Hope we can tell that we've been keeping our eye close
1: to the U.S. women's national team soccer wise. Um I think they'll also It's just been it's been a really odd Olympics to start, I feel like. I can't wait for track and field to get going. But you know, that's my those those are my events
0: to tune yeah. into. I don't I've only watched the men's soccer. And you have no reason to watch them and, this and, year. And the U.S. basketball, huh? U.S. didn't
1: make it to the Olympics for soccer, right?
0: Correct. Yeah, they I mean, they I failed to support. qualify. Which that in itself is crazy. they don't bring any of their young talent. <laughs> they don't bring any of their young talent on onto that that team. Yeah, all this is U twenty three soccer as well, so it's like kind of weird. That is true. But they're allowed to bring like two or three older guys, senior senior players. Like Danny Alves is playing in for Brazil. I know
1: Eric Bailly is playing for um, Ivory Coast.
0: Yeah, he's like twenty five though. Yeah. You know. I know. And just, he's like he's. I wouldn't one expect to see him on the team. Players. He's like one of three players that is good enough. That's old. Yeah. That that plays in a top five league. Got gotcha. you. He doesn't even play anyway, and he won't touch. He won't even touch the field this year. You mean for Manu? Yeah. With the Veron signing? Yeah. Yeah. What a bum.
1: I'm, I'm interested to see how that works out. I'm, I'm not upset with the moves Manchester United's made in the offseason.
0: Um, yeah, you could be, like, Dave's Arsenal team.
1: I think everybody could be Dave's Arsenal team. Shots fired. Pew, pew. Didn't they lose to, like, host some random English three yeah, and team? A friend- and a friendly. Who cares? Yeah, they got? You, I trendy. care. Do better. I don't. Pay hundreds of millions to your they, players. They do need to be better. better, but... That's all. That's why...
0: <laughs> Bayern's lost two friendlies. Well, you know. Do they need to do better? Yeah, they... I mean, mm-hmm. a little bit. Hold that same standard, boy.
1: Moving on to some hey, NFL news, though. Wait, what? Who didn't do what?
0: One who didn't lose their preseason Man opener. Man City. 2-0, baby. Talk to of me. Of course. Debuted the home kit as well. Who? that that baby blue who right. Talk to me
1: some boys crazy moving hey, on to ew. different football though c <laughs> still got the segue in there um nfl news training camp opened up last week we had some huge moments first day at training camp um if you're a fantasy football player you know cam cam Akers is being touted as uh, one of the breakout running backs of this year Everybody was excited with the addition of Matthew Stafford to the Rams. Um, Whoa, where did my voice go? To the Rams (laughs) offense, instead of having Jared Goff, upgrading to Matt Stafford. Um, Offensive line, pretty solid. Think top five in the league. Catmakers was being touted as possibly a number one overall back in fantasy. At minimum, top five. There was a lot of hype. First day of training camp, tears his Achilles. You hate to see it. One of the toughest injuries for a running back to deal with. Um, There hasn't been much evidence historically to prove that that's an injury that running backs have been able to recover from, but in the same breath, it has not usually been guys who are 22 who have torn their Achilles. Then the last guy who was pretty young to tear their Achilles was Deontay Foreman. He played for Houston, and he hasn't really been the same, but... To start off with, he wasn't really... Definitely never got a chance. Yeah, to start off with, he wasn't really given an opportunity like that. And when he was, it was up and down. It was inconsistent. Um, but that was a tough blow for a lot of people fantasy football-wise. Um, I knew I had no shares of him in Dynasty before the tear. Um, I do want to speak on, though, where do you value a Cam Akers? Um, obviously, in redraft, he's off your board. Now, um, how do you value him in Dynasty as a competing team or a rebuilding team? Are you acquiring him? Are you going to try and go out there and get him for cheap? Are you completely off of him? Um, and how do you think this affects the Rams' offensive system going forward for the year? Because they're going to have to figure out something at the running back position.
0: Um, I believe Daryl Henderson is talented enough. Okay. Um so I don't think they miss a beat there as long as he can stay healthy uh, with the acquisition of Matt, Matt Stafford uh, I believe they can still run a competent offense through play action and do all that nice little zone running stuff that they they like to do Yeah. Um, in terms of fantasy if I'm rebuilding I am buying heavily I'd give up a first round pick for it mm-hmm. I would give that it, it also just depends who you're buying from if you, if they, what they plan on doing, uh, we're in a half PPR league and the kid who has Cam Akers, who also has Daryl Henderson, uh, is selling both of them. He's not even just waiting it out the year, even though his team's not competing. Like he traded DeAndre Hawkins after that trade or after the injury, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's trying to move him. So, I mean,
1: are we talking about me personally the same
0: league? rebuilding? I want him.
1: Yeah, Imperial. Oh, why didn't you just mention that I traded for him then? I uh, thought you were like throwing the
0: lob. But yeah, that's saved- sure, yeah, yeah, that's that was totally my plan. Like I just threw that up like it's off glass, you know. <laughs>
1: so that that same league you know, we're referring yeah. to where the guy is definitely not a competing team, um, could actually, you know, wait out the injury and see what he looks like coming back, he didn't want to deal with it. I have a pretty solid roster running back-wise, I think. Um, I'm running out a trio of Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, and Saquon, who we'll get to later. But um, I had Cream Hunt on my bench. And I traded Cream Hunt and a 2023 first to acquire Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Um, on first glance, what would you consider that a loss or a, or a win tra- trade-wise?
0: Um... Asset wise uh, For this year For this year it's a loss Long term it's definitely a win Um, Kareem Hunt is in The Although very very split Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like it's heavily favored for Nick Chubb uh, Especially the Browns offense anyway Yes Um, And With the team Like me knowing the team that you have Your pick's gonna be probably 8 through 10 Yeah Anyway So it doesn't really hurt as bad uh losing that pick we should so also mention that rather, it's half like said, single would, qb because
1: single qb makes that pick a lot less valuable
0: right yeah. and and you having the team that you have like for next year say derrick henry starts to get old i mean i think he's 27 already yeah. um you have barkley who might not come back the same so like that's a risk, mm-hmm. and who was it? JT. JT's gonna be there for a while, so that you're already establishing a young core running backs moving forward with JT and him. Because um, I, I believe he does bounce back. I mean he's only like twenty-two. To see any athlete bounce back from an injury? He's only exactly 22. Yeah. That's what made me take the risk,
1: and especially in that league, because I was like, I don't need Cream Hunt to start for me anymore after I acquired Derrick Henry. Um and I have quite a bit of youth on the receiver side. If, if something was to happen where I, I believe at least one of those guys are going to take a step forward, um, receiving wise off the bench. So if I get an injury where I have to fill that flex spot, I'm not too worried about it. But I couldn't, I feel like this is the cheapest you'll be able to acquire Cam Akers for, um, barring any further injuries in his career. Because I do think he's very talented he and he's. Tethered to a very smart offensive coach, um, uh, crazy elusive rating score. He's good. He's very elusive coming out of the backfield. Um, great pass catcher. And based on everything that was going for him before the injury, you kind of just have to, to to weigh your cards. If you're a competing team, and you have the assets, I definitely go out and acquire him. No doubt. But again, it has to be for the right price because I'm in another league where I'm competing, and I have somebody who's trying to get off of Acres. But what he's trying to get in return for Acres, who just tore his Achilles, is a little bit crazy. Um, I got offered two deals: J.K. Dobbins in a second, and DeAndre Swift in a second for Cam Akers. just Acres. Wow. Just Acres, and this is post. Achilles' tier. and I only have I mean, three running backs in that, that league. <laughs> I mean, if he's healthy, even when he was healthy, they were no actually. Way. Let me correct it. My bad. No way. I think it was Acres and a second now, because before they were asking for Dobbins in a second for Acres. Now they just gave me a second. It's Acres and a second for Dobbins. Um, the gap isn't Still no. the, the gap isn't big enough. I'm competing, and you're giving me somebody who's a dead spot on my roster. For a whole year. And nobody to, no, to fill in. Nobody to fill in.
0: Are you really competing in that league?
1: Um, realistically, yeah. I are mean you, if you're are you if you're calling Imperial a team I know exactly which league you're talking yep, about. Yep, you know which league I'm talking about. If we're calling Imperial a team that I will end up with the eighth to tenth pick, this is another team where I'll end up with like probably the seventh to tenth pick.
0: So I'd call I'd well, call it competing. No. Call it competing. I can actually, for a fact, say that you, Amal Thompson, will not end up with the tenth pick because that slot belongs to me. Probably in both leagues, to be honest. You you pulled
1: off a a world beater of trades in, in both those leagues. Um, we'll we'll kind of scrap the champion of chumps talk because we know what happened in that one. But what you've done in Imperial has been pretty insane. Yeah. Because it's it. None of the but... trades have been like crazy off balanced. It's just been good moves, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you still have can, that. We, that league is competitive. I think. I think you. I think you have a little bit of comp- competition in that one. But your team's pretty solid. Um, but yeah, point of the point of the matter for that one, if you have the assets available and guys are selling acres for cheap, I'd be gobbling up those shares. Um, moving to another guy that people are starting to get. A little bit worried about is Saquon um tore his ACL in week two or was it yeah, week three week two week two it was week, week two, two against Chicago um had a ton of swelling in the knee so it took a while for surgery to happen I don't think he got surgery till like week five um comes back into training camp and what he was saying the week before training camp was that his knee felt healthy um he, he wanted to see, he wanted to test it out, but he wasn't 100% sure he'd be able to come back to 100% of the snap type play that he was on before the injury. And you kind of have to believe the player because he comes into training camp and he's immediately landed on the pub list. Um, very scary seeing how long ago he tore the ACL. Um, but i like to bounce it back to you again with the, with the same question. Um... If you're acquiring talent or if you're competing, do you pay for him at cost? Do you try to get him a cheap? And what is your cost? Like, what would you lay, lay as your baseline price that you'd pay for a Saquon? And how does this affect the Giants going forward? Because we don't expect the Giants really to be competitive, per se, um, this year. But he is a big piece of that offense. Um, and there's nobody really behind him. It's not like a acre situation where we know he's out. It's just how healthy will he be coming back? And how much percentage of the snaps will he be getting? Will it be limited coming out? And from a fantasy standpoint, are you willing to take that risk? Because he is more
0: expensive than an Acres to acquire. Right. Um. I think this is how I gauge Saquon's value in Dynasty. Um. Uh, next year, first. a uh, Next year, second. Assuming that these are high picks, mm. uh, like 103 and 203 or or better. Yeah. And then a player like David Montgomery. Really? Um, that's just because I'm super high on David Montgomery. Okay. Um, but his his ceiling is a lot shorter than Saquon, a healthy Saquon's. A healthy Saquon can score 30. He can catch the ball, maneuver out of the backfield. I think he'll be healthy as ever, and I think it's smart for him not to rush back. I agree. So in Dynasty, yes, I, I would uh, trade that for him Um, I would definitely not be like "Uh, I'm kind of worried about it like the man's an athlete I mean everyone knows he has tree trunk legs yeah
1: I I mean if you've seen some of the hype videos that have come out um, before camp he looked pretty good cutting and like doing drills but you know everybody looks good when there's
0: they're controlling the narrative but he looked decent and when, when you said that the Giants aren't gonna be necessarily competing, I actually disagree in terms of the, the fact that I think the NFC, NFC East is super wide open for basically any team that wants it. Um, I can actually guarantee you though that the uh, Washington football team would not be winning the division next year. Uh, and I can say that with all certainty because I think it's, I think it's now like 25 years or 24 years. Um, that there hasn't been a back-to-back winner yeah
1: and that division has been a lot of parody so it's not happening this year either so
0: let me let me correct myself I a little bit
1: gi- like not to cut you off but when I say not competing I mean like for the ultimate goal like
0: of course they'll they'll be in the end Yeah, of you the compete East. for a championship though I mean all, all you need to do is make it I mean did anybody think Eli Manning was going to be Tom Brady in the Super Bowl I agree. But I don't consider... Crazy things can happen. I man. don't consider Daniel
1: Jones, Eli Manning. That's the only thing. Um, we'll have a whole breakdown of like They're divisions. Both. I can't wait for... like, We have so much planned for divisions and what we think is going to happen for that. But um, I don't think Daniel Jones is really a world beater. But I do like where he's going in fantasy. And I have been acquiring him quite a bit at his cost. But um, my baseline I mean, I- price... Because I am, I have quite a few shares of Saquon. Um, even as recently as I, I did a dynasty startup, maybe three months ago, and I did get Saquon at the one five, I think. Um, I am taking nothing less than a first in twenty twenty two. If you guys haven't done, yeah, first in twenty twenty two, and a first in twenty twenty three. And running back-wise, I think the lowest I'm going, and it depends on your rankings, but I think the lowest I'm going is um, a Miles Sanders on the Eagles, which I'm pretty sure he's going above Montgomery right now still, ADP-wise. Not by a lot because he's he's fallen off a bit, but I think that's the lowest I'm going um, to acquire... For anybody to acquire so my price. Saquon for me, what?
0: Okay, so my price is uh, way less. Yeah,
1: you're you're, you're cheaper on years. it. Yeah, um, yeah, we we like to act like Saquon's like when when running backs get hurt, we kind of take out of effect like how young they are, because he's played two seasons. So people are like, ah, with this injury, you know, he's already getting old. I think Saquon's only twenty four. Like, 24 this year. And um, we were touting him as the best running back prospect to enter the league for a very, very, very long time. Like, we're only two years removed from who do you take one-on-one overall, him or McCaffrey. Right? So, right. if your package for McCaffrey is something post-trade. insane, yeah. and you believe... Why is it not the same? It, we Well, we know why it's not the same now, but, like, why, oh, yeah. why do we dial it like- back that far because you're not acquiring McCaffrey for the price you said but you're factoring in the injury history I'm factoring in the injury history I just believe like you still kind of have to keep that value a little bit high I haven't seen Saquon go in much least because not people not many people are willing to try to f- pay that premium I feel like a lot of guys do still have a pretty high premium on trying to acquire picks and players for him I talked to one guy about it and he wanted Dalvin Cook and I was like all right where the, the, the talks end here. Like, unless it's a one-for-one one swap and there's no reason I'm doing that as of now. He wanted Dalvin Cook in, like, two firsts. And I was like, you're you're kind of crazy, my guy. Um, but I feel like if you have the assets to acquire him and you don't need him to be your number one scorer, like, every team I have him on, I could do without him being at 80% snap share for at least probably the whole year. I could if you wanted to sit out and get healthy, I would have been I would be comfortable with that. It's just about roster composition, like how you build your team. So am I acquiring him actively though? It's hard. I don't I don't really have the assets like that. In most of the teams I'm competing, my assets are slim. It's either it's either young players that I've acquired and I don't have picks or it's older players and my picks don't start coming until 2023 or 2024. And those teams are like right on the cusp of competing. So I'm not really trying to disrupt what I got, you know? Right. So that's kind of where I'm at with that one. But it'll be interesting to see how he comes back. I think he'll be back week one. I think he'll probably play 60% of the snaps week one. Um, But again, there's a lot of off season still to, to get to. But we're still pretty close. It's September 12th is the first weekend of football. Um... So. Preseason, right? No, seven hundred twelve is the first weekend of real football.
0: Oh shit!
1: Yeah, so we're like not even two months away.
0: So, well, fucking great news here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is back, baby. <laughs> Talk to me. You know, uh, some backstory behind me being so happy. Otherwise, I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> right. Uh, earlier in the off season. Kind of before all this talk happened I traded Uh A mall actually Matt Ryan And Brandon Cooks For Aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. Um And Until Yesterday It was looking like a really 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 (laughs) bad trade for me (laughs)
1: Yeah it was looking like You traded for the Jeopardy host For Matt Ryan And (laughs) Brandon Cooks
0: But now In terms of fantasy This is Spectacular Um like I said, I have I have him in a very important league. Um, but on top of that, and I don't even have any shares of Devontae Adams, but uh, it means the world to him. And the fact that he's now, two days ago, not wanting to sign back. Mm-hmm. Now he has opened up contract talks. Literally two days apart. It's the 27th. Contract's open. 25th. No chance. I mean, you've... you've, Let me go play with Derek You've deciphered what the,
1: um... You've deciphered what the Instagram post was, right? Like, I don't know. Because they they both posted a picture of Scotty and and Michael Jordan on their Instagrams probably like a week ago. And it's pretty clear...
0: Like four days ago. Yeah.
1: It's pretty clear what that means now. Right? Um... I think this is well, the last, last ride. Last dance, this baby. is the last ride. Um, the contract talks they're having with Aaron Rodgers is after this season, it, it builds into the talks that he could leave. Almost, I guess, of his own free will. He'll be a free agent, I guess, after this year and able to sign wherever he wants. So Denver fans, um, take a chill pill. I think if you're proactive in, in Dynasty fantasy, if I'm you, I've gotten to acquire... Sutton. I go out and acquire Jerry Judy because um, the price is going to come way down now because people are expecting the trade. Um, I mean, there's still that Deshaun Watson news floating out there possibly, but the price for like a Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy is going to get readjusted. And I do believe you still have a quarterback of the future coming back for you guys next year, either in draft or you'll sign a, a veteran that that's pretty solid. Um, But moving back to, to Aaron, it's wonderful news for Green Bay. Um, and I thought you were gonna throw me the lab when you mentioned Adams, because in that same league, that's important to you. I acquired Adams recently, um, for yeah, but it, that doesn't really a decent cost. I mean, it's it's a pretty big receiver. He's arguably the the a top three fantasy receiver. Um, I wouldn't say dynasty, yeah, but a but top three fantasy two receiver. Three. Okay, auto, cool, right? But let me be a little bit excited about the trade. I traded no. Dallas um, Goddard. Terry McLaurin, and I think it was a second for Devontae Adams and a third. Oh yeah, it was a second and a third for Devontae Adams and a 2023 second. So I got the second that I preferred, because I'm not really too big on the 2022 class right now. Um, I was able to put that second and a third in that class for the 2023 second, which I am bigger on. Um,
0: And get Devontae Adams. How about this? You can have keenan allen debo samuel and deontay johnson for him
1: are we having trade talks on the episode right now oh, live yeah. trade talks you're not serious about that offer though no, that was no. about to say would you have taken it it's it's pretty enticing that's really really good value I think you'd have to that's really good value. <laughs> i really think deontay have johnson to. is a target monster it is a ppr league um keenan allen yeah. is still a top 10 receiver um redraft not dynasty but redraft for sure i would definitely take him and debo has upside when he's debo out. has upside it is scary i do prefer ayuk now the more research i've been doing um oh yeah i'm, I'm way bigger on ayuk i've been trying to acquire ayuk in a lot of places but guys are getting stingy now i think they're widening up to to what he could be but i got really excited about that trade cuz again you you try to sell the rumors and like buy the news so when everything was saying Devontae might end up in um, Vegas. You mean buy the rumors, sell the news? Well, no. You want to buy what's actually going to happen. But like sell. So, like I sell the rumors. Well, no. But you bought the rumor. I bought the rumor because I bought cheap. Yeah. You got yeah, it. So you got it. What you yeah. So.
0: Dummy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Easy. 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 I'll be slipping. But yeah. <laughs> well, you can also throw Galladay in that trade you can have Galladay
1: as well you were okay so you're just gonna make it more of a trade that you're not actually gonna do (laughs) um but yeah all the news was saying Roger's gonna retire um well rumors saying Roger's gonna retire Adams is going to Vegas and that's when you try to swoop in and get those guys for cheaper Then you'll be able to get them because I know if we redo this deal um the person I made the trade with not deal will not deal me Adams at that cost so I'm pretty happy about that deal um and how my team's looking going forward right there. Um, speaking of wide receivers, though, the Saints took a huge hit to their prospects yep. um, of bouncing back with either a Jameis or a Taysom because their number one receiver already going to have to deal with being out for approximately, what, four Dang, weeks? Kamara's out? <laughs> nah, nah, nah.
0: Damn Slant it. Boy. Oh, Taysom Hill. Slant oh, Boy. Slant boy. Boy's Slant out. Slant boy. um, was it was yeah. it an ankle injury? I really forgot about him. He's just so irrelevant. I I don't know. I only read that in our group
1: chat. I don't remember. I know he's out, but I need to see what the exact injury is. Um, but yeah, tough break for the Saints. Um, are you really big on Michael Thomas from a fantasy standpoint? Um, uh,
0: PPR leagues, yeah. Yeah. Uh, half PPR, not as much. Um, but I wouldn't be against trading for him if the price was right. Yeah.
1: I got offered some interesting things before the injury. Um, post-injury, okay. I haven't gotten anything, really, because I think I think the people who have him realized, like, it's already a stretch to try to move him. People are a little bit down on him. Yeah, he had ligament injuries in his ankle. He had to repair it. He's expected to be out um, four months. So that's at least six weeks of the, of the season, right? Um, but, yeah, from a fantasy standpoint... If I had him, I definitely would keep him. This is the lowest his value is at the moment. His value was already a little bit on the on the fence going into this year because people weren't too sure about Jameis or if it would be Taysom, um, how this offense would look without Drew Brees. But that's, right now, that's a question I have for you. it's tough to,
0: to see, to try to move him. What's the question you got? Um. So... When you're evaluating, if you're Sean Payne and you're evaluating your two quarterbacks, does that come into mind that Traquan Smith is your number one receiver? Um. Well, they just went um, out and signed Chris Hogan. They
1: just got Chris Hogan away from his lacrosse team, so the boy's back. Anyway, like like I said, <laughs> Traquan
0: Smith is your number one receiver. All right. Uh, do you take that into account?
1: I think it is definitely going to be on his mind. I think if you have Jameis, you would be smart so you to go out up. and acquire Taysom. Mind Taysom Hill up. You would be you smart can... to go out and acquire Taysom because I feel like I'm saying what Taysom Hill should just line up as a receiver. Really? Yeah. Um, I was more thinking of like because of the lack of um receivers on the outside. It's very possible that in a year where you'd possibly be starting Jameis, no doubt you're going to move more to a guy who could change the game just offensively yeah he he'll be able to kind of take off and run or you know um do a little bit more option plays stuff like that instead
0: of goal line crap yeah (laughs) yeah right so i feel crap is in because i have kamara a lot you said you're doing what I said it's crap
1: because I have Kamara. Alive. It is. It is annoying for Kamara owners for sure, because um, well maybe not, because I feel like Kamara will acquire a lot more dump off passes because Jameis. That's not really his game, so if you have him in PPR, I wouldn't be too worried. But from a scoring standpoint, I feel like it will affect Kamara considerably. Um, maybe Jameis switches it up, man. I mean, I I don't I like you gotta adapt
0: to the offense. I liked
1: him a lot going into the year. Especially at the price you could get him at. But I wasn't one to be acquiring both guys, if you know what I mean. Like, I wouldn't draft Jameis and then draft Taysom around later. Or if I was trying to go out and acquire one of the QBs, I wasn't trying to acquire both of them. Now I feel like you kind of have to until you see what happens in training camp. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'd be more confident in Taysom starting now week one than than Jameis, just based on the weapons they have. Um, Unless... Troutman show something crazy in an in season, and I know Jameis likes his tight ends so that could be a, a, a person that kind of steps up and take a lot of the receiving load um there's still people floating around out there that they might trade for so it's not over yet but I don't know as currently constructed that's that's my suggestion um you talk about Kamara I know nothing's come out really injury-wise about him but he's greatly affected by the injury, um, by how that offense will be ran, what do you do with him if you have him on your team? Are you still just holding tight? Because I feel like you really have no option there.
0: I mean, I've been trying to sell this man for like two years. <laughs> I know, I can't, but like... I, can't, I feel like I can never get the right price.
1: Because you see... Pay, you like, Exactly. Hey. You see what he has the potential to do, so you can't really like... It's so hard to move off of that player for what
0: you think... People are gonna yeah
1: it. yeah right because like I like Kamara but the price that I'd have to pay you for Kamara I'm not willing to pay currently with the roster I have
0: Barkley one for one <laughs> Nah no nah. I'll keep Barkley you're crazy I'll keep Barkley. <laughs> you're you're crazy Kamara for Barkley one for one when Barkley can miss like three weeks of the season
1: I don't think he's gonna miss three weeks though that's the thing and like I saying. still like I'm just saying Barkley's ceiling coming off of this injury going forward than Kamara's. I feel like, so I approach it from like a stock perspective. I feel like Barkley's stock still has a lot of room to grow, while Kamara's stock has not topped out, but isn't going much higher than where it's at, if you know what I mean. Right. So that's that's what I would be doing in that, in that case. Um, if you said like a Kamara for Dalvin, I'd think about it a little bit more because I feel like they're both in that situation where there's not much higher they could go but with the, with Barkley I feel like his value could go crazy and I could sell him for something high 2 years from now while 2 years from now I won't really be selling Kamara for anything that crazy I don't think I think he'll still be productive but the price will be lower um what other news came out of training camp that that's on the top of my mind
0: um your 49ers committed oh, to Garoppolo big big yeah, big Niner news. No QB competition. Yeah. Jimmy G going to sling that rock in, in training camp, baby. Also, Jalen Hurd might be a tight end this year if he can stay healthy. Who knows? I've been pretty so high, high on Jalen
1: Hurd. You remember when we first started getting into Dynasty? We talked up Jalen Hurd so much. So much. And he's still a beast. I still, still, I still beast. like what he could be, but dude, the injuries... Every year, right? Sleeper pick, bro. You did. Promise. I mean, you did. I did give you Jalen Hurd for Lavishka Shinnott last year. I think I'm I'm doing pretty well on that deal right now, um, just from a value standpoint. I only
0: grabbed him. I only grabbed him so no one else could. I know, so you can make that deal with me. Because that boy wouldn't even have gotten drafted. Lavishka. Yeah, yeah, they're tweaking. I, got him at I was 3-8. I was trying to get
1: him everywhere, but I I didn't have picks back where he was going, um. But yeah, going back to your Niners, do you feel like Garoppolo gives your team the best ceiling offensively or is he just the safest right now? Cause I figured you guys would be playing for ceiling based on going out and getting Trey Lance in the draft this year.
0: I think, I think Trey Lance is really raw, yeah, like raw talent. So I believe Jimmy Garoppolo does give us the highest ceiling possible. Um, Please excuse my dog if you can hear him panting. Um, Sorry. Um, But I feel like moving forward after this year, it'll be Trey Lance that gives us the highest ceiling. Or obviously in three weeks when Jimmy gets hurt.
1: I was about to say, you kind of threw it out there that um, after this year. So you do want, if Jimmy stays healthy, Jimmy to play the whole year out as a starter?
0: Yes. Okay. The only way I want to see Trey Lance play this year is if Jimmy gets hurt. So I actually hope he never. I mean, cares.
1: how about like you guys are fifteen and one, and they give him the last two weeks just to you know see what you got, kind of like what Kansas City did with Mahomes when they sit at Alex Yeah, that's, it...
0: that's different. No, I know, I know. I know.
1: I'm just saying, like,
0: yeah. In an ideal season.
1: situation, would you be okay with them sitting going into the playoffs? Because that's another thing too. Like, it's not always best for guys to lose that rhythm going into the playoffs. So would you want them to sit, oh, Jimmy? Yeah.
0: Jimmy G's a stud Okay Let him sit I feel, he I, a, I feel he, that You know how hard it is To hand the ball off To Raheem Mostert Not <laughs> hard at all baby
1: Speaking of Who do you think Ends with more points Fantasy wise At the running back position For the 49ers Sermon Sermon or Mostert
0: Sermon Just because Mostert's Gonna get hurt again mm-hmm. Okay The man's like 29 Yeah He's old
1: Yeah
0: For some reason Like that boy's still Fast as hell but for some reason, his, his hammies don't his hammies don't hold up. His knees don't hold up. Not that it's, like, major, major injury, like he tore something. It's just, like, little tweaks that just keep him out of games. It's just super frustrating as a fan and as a fantasy owner, um, which actually made me, like, get off of Raheem Mostert, like, altogether. For you fantasy. dealt him. I just can't. I can't, like, start him, he get two points, and then be out the rest of the yeah, game. Yeah, you can't
1: confidently play him.
0: You know what he? You know what fantasy he goes like seventy-five yards
1: for a touchdown. You know what fantasy setting, he fits perfectly. What's best that? ball, he's a great best ball player because you'll be able to get oh, him so late. Best ball you'll get him so late, but you'll know you'll get at least one or two blow-up weeks out of him for sure. Yeah,
0: he's good for like two two twenty-point games. Yeah, and. You know. And he'll usually get it all on one point.
1: To the people who don't really know what best ball is, it's fantasy football. You don't set your lineup the whole year. You draft your roster, and then the computers do the no rest. No trades. Yeah, no trades. You just draft your roster, and then computer does the rest. They play the best players from whoever scores that week, and that's that's what your point total is. Um, so we feel like Raheem Mostert is definitely I that guy. I'm actually
0: historically bad at that.
1: Um, I don't.
0: I am terrible. I don't
1: do a good job Fox of paying terrible. attention to the drafts when I'm doing them, but I don't think I'm horrible at it. Um I had a couple good ones last year, but I'm excited about a few that I'll be doing this year, so I'll be paying more attention to that. But any other training camp news off the top of your head you could think of? Um I think I uh, didn't hear anything bad it. about I Trevor
0: Lawrence, so that's been nice. I got one. That is a huge QB battle. <laughs> oh yeah. It is. Dude, I'm picking Gardner, man. Trevor Lawrence is a bust. Oh, yeah? He's he's no Zach Wilson. Man. I
1: am going to clip it, and I'm going to put it on all the social medias <laughs> that you are going
0: with Gardner Minshew. He, hear me out. Hear okay. me out. Trevor Lawrence, perfect situation at Clemson. I mean, yeah, this is true. Gardner Minshew, one week one last year. Mm-hmm. Point proven. That's it. That's it.
1: <laughs> Point proven. That's it. That's all you <laughs> needed to say. Hey man, that's some sol- that's some solid breakdown tre- right there. Trevor Lawrence.
0: Tre- Trevor Lawrence couldn't win against Ohio State. Bum ass Ohio State at Dave Gardner Minshew lost that. The world betted on Trevor Eastern Lawrence. Eastern Carolina and he failed us. Is that where he went? Well, Eastern he
1: Carolina? went everywhere. He was he was in Eastern Carolina playing against UCF, UCF for a, F- a little rival. bit. Um and then he left to go play in the Pac-12, play with Washington State. Had a pretty good year at Washington State. Ended up being a six-round pick. But um, he's this is the thing. Gardner Minshew has beat the odds. A lot of the offseason talk was that he would get traded for CJ Brethard. So he was almost your guys' backup. Um, but after you guys moved all those picks, then you guys just signed. B- we CJ. just signed CJ and then we kept him. Um, you guys ended up drafting Trey. So you're like, yeah, we don't, we, we're not worried about Minshew. Um, but i will say i love his attitude and i think he'll push trevor in practice in terms of mentally i think it'll be a very good thing for trevor to not just be you know to have somebody of that kind of craziness Wilson. behind him because <laughs> garden really bets on himself and i love him as a player i think he'll be good to have in that locker room even if he doesn't win um he's a very i think he's a very supportive teammate based on what i've seen um behind the scenes and um I'm just glad he's not making it seem like, oh, yeah, he's going to come in and we're just going to hand him everything. You know, it's, it's good to
0: give Guy well, don't, a little bit of. Don't get it twisted. Trevor Lawrence is bad. And Minshew is also bad. OK. Like your whole organization is just bad. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Just making that clear. I didn't want people to think that I think Gardner Minshew is good. Like He's trash.
1: I'm glad you made that clear. Yeah. It
0: was We were worried about it. You can clip, you can clip yeah. that, and put it on every social media we, we have.
1: Could, we could, do that too. If you want to be mean, I guess.
0: One word that describes the entire Jags organization: trash.
1: It's kind of mean, but okay.
0: Well, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for what the future holds for us from
1: um, uh, talent standpoint. I do feel like we didn't levy our assets that well in the draft. I've talked about this in the draft episode with Dave as well. I feel we could have done better with our first round pick at the back end of that first round especially. But you know, they have plans for what they want to do on offense and I guess we'll just see wait and see how it pans out.
0: Um Watch, I just called the Jags trash, but they're gonna beat Niners like week what. <laughs> hey, we whatever. We'll we'll get into all them breakdowns too. We'll see how the
1: teams look going into that one. Um but yeah training camp still getting up and going um guys still trying to find their place guys requesting trades um as of today xavian howard's trying to get out of miami um would be a big hit to their secondary i feel like but if they get the right pieces back for him or get get some good assets back they've, they've been able to do pretty well with that um i'm excited to see what their team looks like going forward as well um but yeah exciting times for the nfl um can't wait for the season to actually start. I'm kind of missing football, especially fantasy, man. I can't wait to get into, like, a lot of fantasy talk closer to the season. I'm not really big on redraft, but I'm trying to do my, my homework a little bit better. I'm, I've really been into the, the Dynasty game lately, but I, I definitely need to do more research on redraft because I'll be in a few of those leagues um, going forward. Meh.
0: Who does research? Who cares? I mean, hey, if you find it fun. You just got to know who's good. You just got to know who's good. And Gardner Minshew is not that guy.
1: He's not that guy, man. Not
0: that guy, pal. Hey. But neither is Trevor Lawrence. Don't get it twisted.
1: Zach Wilson. You mentioned Zach Wilson being that guy. He hasn't showed up to camp yet. They haven't been able to, I guess, sort out his contract. So, is there trouble in paradise for the Jets? Yeah, need some
0: money. Hell no. That boy needs his money right. Oh, yeah? Right now? Oh, yeah. Okay. I want to close out this episode with a a prediction. When you're a generational talent like Zach Wilson. Oh, my gosh. So, speaking right. of... You, you need to get your dollars right. Speaking I of... I mean, Trey Lance hasn't even reported uh, to camp. I got... Like, we we haven't signed him either. I've gotten Zach Wilson.
1: It was a single QB league. Half BPR, but still. I got Zach Wilson at the 3-8. Or the 3-6, something like that. Insane value. Yeah. Insane value. I loved that draft for me. I got... Two guys who could arguably be top fifteen quarterbacks in the future, if everything pans out for them, for really, really cheap. Oh, you got cheap. Mac Jones as well. <laughs> no, I haven't. Which, oh, sick. Hey, quick one, quick yeah, one. I, Mac or Cam week one. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Mac or Cam week seven. Cam.
0: Okay, I think so too. Ask me week. Ask me week eleven though week 11. Matt. Okay. I cuz by week by week 10, like after week 10, they'll be like mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. they are going to see what they have. Yeah. Are
1: you acquiring any nah, shares of Mac? it'll probably
0: like week 13. A little bit farther, a little bit farther than week 11.
1: I feel like guys who get Mac are really high on Mac. But would you acquire any shares of Mac in fantasy? Nope. In redraft, it's pretty much like you just wait on the waivers because unless something comes out that he'll be starting week one, you could just wait on the waivers. Um, best ball, I oh, definitely yeah. am not looking to acquire a Mac Jones in best ball. I don't think the ceiling is that high. Um, Dynasty, though, for the right price, which, honestly, a second-round rookie pick for a Mac Jones in a two-quarterback league. Depending where you are in the second. That's not oh, yeah. a horrible pick. I'll, I'll definitely scoop him up there. Um, single QB. Well, yeah, the only other wait.
0: quarterback back there is going to be Kyle Trask. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. At, at that point, you have we'll to.
1: We'll see. Um, Especially when the season starts. What we're going to try to do. We'll have a lot of trade talks and stuff going on. Because I'm in quite a bit of leagues. I'll just try stuff out just for the content, too, honestly. Because to see what works and what pe- where people's heads are at. In terms of value. But um, yeah man It's been a fun one We got episode coming up soon Huge UFC one There's been a lot of movement in the sport Debatable um, The last card was something atrocious But we definitely want to break down the fight a little bit closer And see if we can see what the judges saw But as of right now I would say it's one of the probably Most poorly judged cards In a long long time
0: Since the one uh, Since Reyes John Joe. Yeah yeah which like that yeah but we'll get into that one for sure definitely still got still got the i'm not saying i'm not saying john jones one was was bad because i still believe john won that fight i just i don't
1: yeah i didn't think it was egregious either i think you could make an argument for reyes but the the, some of the decisions on this one i feel like are egregious and i feel like there's a reason behind it but we'll get into that one um but yeah things are moving pretty quickly we're gonna get on to quite a few more stuff in the future it's the offseason, but we're ramping stuff up here at Kickin' Post. And until next time, guys. Alright, y'all boys.